Because a couple months ago, I did a workshop at girls camp about putting on the armor of God. So I've got like a whole set of stuff for you if you want to use it with your family for family home evening or whatever. I've got like these PDFs of each piece of the armor of God. It explains what it is. It might have a quote from a general authority on it. And you can actually like cut it out. What I did at girls camp is I had the girls cut out the pieces of armor. And then they had to do like a relay race and like dress somebody in their group up with the armor. Like stick tape, you know, tape it on themselves or whatever the different parts. And um, we tried to see who, which group could cut it out and dress up their model in the armor of God the fastest. So I'll put that on my blog and on my Facebook page so that you guys can access that too. But let's go into the armor of God. Let's actually go back in into what Come Follow Me asks, which is consider why Paul might have named each piece of armor the way he did. Well, I will tell you this. He was not being original when he named them those particular things. Paul, who was an incredible student of the scripture, knew Isaiah. And he knew Isaiah very well. And he would have known Isaiah 59 verse 17, where it says, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. So what Paul is doing is he's reaching back into Isaiah. Isaiah, and he's grabbing this metaphor that would be very applicable to the saints in a society where there is Roman rule and there's Roman soldiers all over, and they're very used to seeing armor on a daily basis. And he's updated this idea of the armor just a little bit to make more sense to his particular time that he's living in. So starting out, we start out with having your loins girt about with truth. So loins, obviously we know is the area like kind of between your belly button and your hips. So there's lots of connotations of the law of chastity with this. So having your loins girt about with truth, it's kind of like a belt that would kind of go around your waist, right? And in this particular instance, I would think here in our latter days that if we know the truth of what reproductive powers are supposed to be used for, if we know the truth of how to control them, if we know the truth of how to bridle our passions, then that's going to be able to help us stand and protect those particular sensitive parts of our body, right? And then having on the breastplate of righteousness. Okay, that is directly out of Isaiah 59, 17. And a breastplate protects vital organs such as the heart or the lungs. Our righteousness, both in thought and deed, protects the core of our spiritual lives. And that's what my little breastplate thing says. You'll see it. So our heart and our lungs, we can't live without breath in our lungs and our heart beating. All right, those are some of the most tender and important parts of our body, and righteousness helps protect that. When we make correct choices, when we choose the right, when we follow and are obedient to our Heavenly Father, it helps protect some of the most vital parts of our lives, and some of our most vital feelings, some of our most vital experiences. You know, we there's no promise that we will come through this life unscathed and uninjured, but when we put on the breastplate of righteousness, we know that we can withstand the wiles of the adversary. Next, Paul talks about having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Harold B. Lee has said, Your feet represent your goals or objectives in life. Preparedness is the way to victory, and eternal vigilance is the price of safety. The tide of victory rests with him who is prepared. And so I think the key to the feet thing is to always be prepared. And this particular phrase 
has always reminded me of one of my favorite stories from the Book of Mormon. You know I love my women in the scriptures, and Abish was one of my favorite women in the scripture stories. I love her example as being someone whose feet are prepared with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Now, Abish's story happens in the Book of Mormon in Alma 19, and this is where King Lamoni has been talking to Ammon, and he's done the thing where he's passed out, and Queen Lamoni's passed out, everyone's passing out left and right, and Abish, who has been converted unto the Lord, but in secret, because she was living among the Lamanites, um, knows exactly what's happened. She knows exactly the Savior and the Heavenly Father that King Lamoni and Queen Lamoni are meeting at that particular time. And so she is able then to run and tell the good news of the gospel to everybody around her. You know, before she was not able to really be open about her testimony of Jesus Christ, but she was prepared. And when the time came for her to spread her testimony of Jesus Christ, girlfriend ran. She had her feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and she took off running, and she took care of spreading that gospel around. And I would like to think that I'm like Abish. Yeah, maybe I don't go blasting around my testimony everywhere I go. Maybe I try and bear it through like subtly living it, you know, a little bit. But I would like to think that I'm prepared at any time to be able to bear my testimony, to run off and bear my testimony in any way that I can, just like Abish did. And so I see her as a really good example of having her feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The next piece of armor that we learn about from Ephesians is taking the the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked now the shield is the most versatile and effective means of defense in a battle if you've ever seen any of the captain america movies you know the shield is one of the most versatile and defensive weapons or protections in a battle right our faith is built upon christ and his gospel that cornerstone we talked about can defend us against the adversary's numerous onslaughts just as a shield would defend us if it was made of the right material like captain america's shield is made of vibranium then a shield will be able to defend us from volleys of fiery darts, the fiery darts of the adversary. And so the shield of faith, if we are faithful to the Savior, Jesus Christ, and to our Heavenly Father, then we are doing the little things that we need to do daily to create this shield of faith around us as we go. Um, We're reading our scriptures. We're saying our prayers. We are going to church. We're renewing our covenants with our Father in heaven. I have such faith in those covenants that we make each week when we take the sacrament. I believe that those are wholly a shield against the darts of the adversary. Um, I felt it in my life that I know when I go and I partake of the sacrament and I renew those covenants with my Heavenly Father and I promise to always remember His Son, I know that that covenant acts as a shield of faith against the fiery darts of the adversary for me personally. So I definitely feel that in my life. The next piece of the armor of God is the helmet of salvation, which again was mentioned in Isaiah. Focusing our minds on Christ and his salvation will protect us from unworthy thoughts and help keep our eyes single to the glory of God and guide us in our decisions. You know, protecting our mind, our mind controls our body. It controls where we go. It is our guidance system and it is our navigating system. We want to make sure that we are navigating and walking on the good paths, the covenant path, and our helmet can help protect that. If we are protecting what's going into our minds and going into our thoughts, then we can stay on that covenant path and you know guide ourselves in correct directions. All right, the next piece of armor is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 
Okay, so that's like the scriptures and stuff, right? So the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, is sharper than any two-edged sword from Hebrews 4.12. And the power of the Spirit can carry the truth into the hearts of children of men from 2 Nephi 33.1 and help people to know the truth of all things from Moroni 10.5. With our testimonies and the power of peace of God's Spirit, we can strike against and conquer the enemy of righteousness. So I love that those really powerful scriptures talk about the word of God. The word of God and the sword of the spirit can help us conquer Satan. Now, one of the things that I did in my girls camp workshop with the girls is because Paul took that scripture from Isaiah 59, 17, which by the way, I am kind of upset that Paul did not also include the zeal as a cloak. I love that particular metaphor as having a cloak of zeal around you. So not only do you have this armor of God, but you're really excited about it. Like you have zeal for it. I wish Paul had included that because um, that is awesome. But anyways, Paul updated it for his modern day, and so I like to update it for our modern day. So what I did in my girls' camp workshop, and you guys can do this with your kids too, is I found modern elements of our everyday lives that we could associate with the particular elements of this armor of God. And maybe not even so like everyday elements. I don't know. I found a whole bunch of different objects that I associated with the different pieces of armors of God. And I kind of handed it out to the girls and I was like, okay, so think about this object. Think about what it does and how does it apply to the gospel of Jesus Christ? And how can, you know, it be a part of your armor that you take about with you every day? And so I put out, out a bunch of random objects and they were able to pick them out and they kind of, you know, did a gospel metaphor with each one. So here's some of the objects that I used. For the breastplate of righteousness, and there's going to be two for each one of these particular pieces of armor. So breastplate of righteousness. The two things that I picked out for that was a poncho and sunscreen. So a poncho protects us from rain because if you're stuck out in the middle of a rainstorm, you're miserable. If you are stuck in the middle of a sin storm, like you've got sin around you and you're letting it kind of like permeate into your clothes and you know, the same way you get cold and clammy in a rainstorm, like you just don't feel very comfortable when you are just covered in sin, right? And so making right choices, making correct choices helps keep that off of us, right? Like a poncho would help keep rain off of you. Sunscreen works very similarly, but the opposite way. Whereas, you know, if you're out in the sun all day long, eventually it's going to cause a sunburn and you're going to be really uncomfortable. If you're constantly being exposed to things that might cause you to sin or things that you know are not in true to the faith, then yeah, that may cause a burn. And so sunscreen can help protect us against the sin that we go through every day. I know walking through the halls of their schools is like walking next to the sun. And so having those that righteousness, that breastplate of righteousness, the making of the right choices that protects our vital organs, that is going to be what helps them get through it without getting burned or soaking wet, right? So that's why I chose for the breastplate of righteousness. For the sword of the spirit, I had a pen that they could choose from because things that we write down can be great comfort to us later on when we go back and we reread them. For instance, you know, I made that mixtape episode two weeks ago and it was great comfort to me this week, right? Another thing I used as the sword, which I think our kids actually uh, resonates more with them, was a phone 
like a smartphone because they have that with them. They have the Word of God literally in their pockets at all time. If they've got that Gospel Library app on their phone, they can whip out that the Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. They can whip that out anytime they need to and look up the Word of God. So, you know, you got a few minutes between classes. Yeah, read your Book of Mormon for a couple minutes, right? You got a few minutes between classes. Maybe pop in your earbuds and listen to a video or something from, you know, the Gospel Library. That can be a great way to have the Word of God always in your heart and in your mind, and it can fend off some of the yucky stuff that you're being exposed to there in your schools, right? For feet shod, the two objects that I had for them there was one was a rain boot, because when you're wearing rain boots, you can walk through mud and your feet can stay nice and warm. The particular rain boots I had are my soccer field rain boots that I wear to my son's soccer games. So, you know, they're heavier and they also were lined with like sheepskin type stuff. So they keep my feet really warm and toasty. So I can walk through cold rain. I can walk through muddy puddles and my feet will still be really dry and warm. And so when your feet is shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you are ready to go through whatever you need to go through, like Abish was able to live in the middle of the Lamanites, but still be ready to bear her testimony and live the gospel, you can walk through those schools, those mud puddles of sin that we call our schools, right? You can walk through there and still be warm in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The other thing that I put out next to the rain boots were flippers, like scuba flippers, because I love to snorkel. And in my particular thought in these is that we need to prepare ourselves, our strengths, to be able to serve in the gospel of Jesus Christ. When our feet are shod, when we are preparing our strengths, just like a flipper, maybe on dry land isn't necessarily super useful, but in the ocean, it's going to propel you so fast and you're going to be able to swim so fast. We all have particular strengths and gifts that when they're magnified by Jesus Christ and when we've done the work to prepare ourselves to be able to serve with those strengths and gifts, we can fly through the ocean of life. And so that was my metaphor for feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. All right. So for the helmet of salvation, I had two things. I had a crown, which when we know whose daughter we are, this was again, this was girls camp. So sons too, sons and daughters we are. When we know that we are an heir with Christ, when we know that we are daughters of God who loves us and we love him, we know our true selves and we are able to stand against the images and the messages that Satan gives about women in particular in our society. And we're able to stand and say, that's not what a woman needs to be. So reminding ourselves that we are constantly wearing a crown, whether we can see it or not, because we are the daughter of a king, is incredibly good protection. That is a helmet of salvation right there because it's reminding you of what is on the line. It's reminding you of an eternal perspective of whose kid you are and you are a daughter of a king. The next thing I put out for a helmet of salvation is conditioner, like that you would put in your hair. And the conditioner I put out specifically was a restorative conditioner. It was supposed to restore dry and chemically damaged hair. And so the helmet of salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ can help bring life back into people who are, might be damaged or in other ways, you know, feel like they're a little bit dried out. It can bring life and light back into their lives. So that was my helmet of salvation. Now for the shield of faith, I had an umbrella 
because again, much like the poncho, it's going to be able to withstand, you know, rain and stuff like that, the balls that would make you feel yuck, right? It's going to be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And then the other thing I used as a shield of faith was sunglasses, because much like the sunscreen, when you're walking through that blast of sunlight, the sunglasses are going to protect your eyes and keep you safe from the fiery darts of the adversary. Now for girding your loins, <laughs> this one I had to get really, really creative with because obviously you're, the first thought you would have would be like, uh, duh, like a belt, right? Well, I didn't want to just go, duh, belt. Like I wanted it to be something that they had to think about and like make a metaphor with. So the first thing I had was a hula hoop. And so the hula hoop, the way I equated it to the gospel of Jesus Christ and girding your loins with truth is that when you are involving yourself with truth, you're reading your scriptures and you're saying your prayers, you're doing it on a daily basis. Much like with a hula hoop, you got to constantly keep moving. Otherwise it drops. You want to make sure that you are constantly moving and constantly having that truth circling about you. And to do that, you got to read your scriptures. You got to say your prayers. You want to make sure that you're doing that constantly to make sure that you have have that like force field of protection around you, right? That truth around you. The other thing that I used for gird your loins, and I did this very much on purpose, was KT tape. And if you don't know what KT tape is, it's um, tape that physical therapists use whenever you have an injury. And they use it to bind up like sore muscles and things like that. Or if you've pulled a muscle a certain way, they might tape it in a certain pattern that's going to be therapeutic for you. When you watch the Olympics and there's the athletes that have like the different colored tape like all over them, that's KT tape. And so I use that specifically because the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we have a Savior who loves us. And when we have sinned or when we have fallen short, somehow we have injured ourselves, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth of it is, is that it's there to put us back together again. It's there to help us heal. And that is girding your loins with truth when you know that, oh, oops, I've messed up. The gospel of Jesus Christ is there to help you heal and come back to him and be whole again. And so I use that as a metaphor as well. Then I'm not going to go into all this here, but I had a conference talk attached to each one of those objects. And then I had the kids go through and they read their conference talk and using the prop that they had been given, they talked about how each one of those props related to the armor of God. I mean, you can do all that in Family Home Evening. I've got a whole chart for you out there. You can go look at it. I will tell you, one of the reasons I do it this way, or I have the kids kind of come up with a talk, is I feel like in our church, we have so many public speaking opportunities that we need to be able to get up and teach a lesson, or we need to be able to get up and give a talk very quickly at a moment's notice kind of thing, because there's so many experiences to do that. And it really preps our youth, especially to be able to do that on their mission. So a lot of times when I'm giving lessons, I will take conference talks and print them out and then hand them out to the kids and say, okay, read this over. You've got a couple minutes, highlight the important stuff and be able to teach a short, tiny, like three minute lesson to the rest of the group within five minutes. Like you got five minutes to study this, go. And here's your prop. Right. And so I've done that a couple different times. And I think it becomes really instructive to the kids of how to really quick cram something together and have some good content. But it also forces them to say, hey, OK, I can't dig really big deeply. I can't go like read a story from the ensign. I actually have to say like, OK, I believe this about this particular situation or I believe this about truth. I believe this about the helmet of salvation. I believe this about reading my scriptures. And they have to use their own personal experiences and their own personal testimony to really kind of fill in the gap. So it really helps them kind of think about things. But I'll put that all out there. It'll be on my Facebook and on my blog that you guys can go check out. That it, There's like a chart. 
it has the particular piece of armor. It's got what I used as a metaphor and then the conference talks that went along with those metaphors. So um, I love the armor of God. It's great stuff. Great stuff all around. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. I'm sorry if I got a little rambly. I feel like I got a little rambly a couple different um, places, but it, I hope it was good. I love you guys. You're awesome. And I hope you have a fabulous week. Bye, y'all.